This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergath. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Todd and Friends Podcast, brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Wednesday morning here, no frost on the pumpkin. Aches and I were getting ready to maybe play some golf today. I think we're going to get sidetracked out there at Eagle Creek. But but my guest today, Sean Bolson, the regular on Wednesday. Sean, you walked 18 holes yesterday. How are the dogs? Uh, you know, it's good. I uh, I actually was just in Florida for uh, a couple times in the last couple weeks, and I've been doing a lot of like uh, running on the beach. Okay. I enjoy that. When I get a little chance to get away, I like to stay active and... Uh, so walking 18 was nice. I, I played okay. I uh, feel good today. I'm going to walk another 18 later this afternoon. So oh, nice. Well, you know yeah. what's funny, Sean, is that everybody who's commented about, you know, people want carts. It's just is the nature of the beast. I want carts out right. there. But everybody who's walked says, oh, I don't mind walking. And it's funny how yet we don't mind walking. I'm kind of in that same boat, yet I just don't walk. I, I pretty much always get a cart, you know. So it's kind of funny that now that we're forced to walk, it's like it's not the end of the world. No, it isn't the end of the world. You know, we go out with our buddies, and a couple things that kind of go hand-in-hand hand with golf uh, for us is, you know, having a game, you know, playing games against different guys. And, you know, there's always you're having a couple of couple of refreshments here and there, and, and walking makes it hard. Uh, you know, I had a Gatorade in my uh, uh-huh. hip pouch, which was about the only, you know, it, it's hard. You don't want to carry stuff. So that part of it's more of a pain. Uh, but I really think body feels good when you get out there. You know, you get done with the round, and I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it's six, seven thousand steps. Oh yeah. And so, and so, uh, yeah, it's good for your body. You're having fun, enjoying the weather, and the weather's okay. It's not great, but um, you know, it's it, it's good enough to be out there and, and enjoy it. Yeah, six thousand yards in theory. That's just if you walk the holes. In theory, you're looking at over three miles plus you walks between holes. It can be upwards of four, four and a half miles. So it's a that's a good little yeah. workout. But you you said something that's perfect. You know, I haven't sold one piece tea yet, Bulls, and the and the reason why we haven't sold a piece tea oh, is because yeah, the, the, you can't carry it. It's too big and it doesn't have a screw top. It's got one of right. those those old. So how what would you do? I mean, right. you're definitely going to be dumping that on the ground somewhere. So it, it affects sales when you don't have golf carts out there. But I think we're getting closer, my friend. Today might be the last day walking. That's just a little preemptive for all the members who are listening. Yep. No, that's good. And I heard uh, I played with a little crow member yesterday. Yep. Uh, and I think their, their opening was carts today. And I think, you know, we're probably soon to follow. So I, I would assume for sure, you know, probably Thursday, Friday-ish. Uh, Eagle Creek Web. So yeah, that it's kind of a sign that uh, golf is in the air. That's right, and that's the the best time of year. Now, let's move on to the uh, local sports teams because, as everybody knows, when I get on with Bolson, I love to talk hockey. It's one of my favorite topics. Uh, so let's put to bed the Timberwolves real fast. Their season's over. You're not a yeah. huge Timberwolves guy, right, Bulls? No, I'm not. And they just showed okay. again last night that the, their inability to close. I mean, they were right there at the end of the game, and and they just aren't uh, quality team that can close down the stretch. Um, Ant was great. Gobert was okay. Um, I wish the big move that we made was getting rid of Towns. Uh, I sure hope we evaluate where we're at right now because 
I think you're going to sit and spin uh, your wheels. Anthony Edwards is our uh, alpha dog, A player. Yep. Towns is not. Towns is a detriment to your team, in my opinion, every yep. time he's on the court because he gets in foul trouble, he whines, he complains all the time, instantly kind of shades the refs against you, in my opinion, because of his poor attitude all the time. So I've had enough of him. I've seen him. I think this is, what, a seventh year, eighth year? Seven or eight, um, yep. Yeah, I would be ready to see us uh, get rid of him. I really like what Ant can bring, and I do believe that, uh, you know, with some with some pieces around him, we can be okay. This Gobert trade uh, ended up not being a very good one. But for me, Gobert is a five, kind of does everything around the rim, can rebound, can block shots, somebody who, you know, you can – I can help your team, but having talents uh, right now as that the, the other guy, when you look at the other playoff teams, uh, it's not good enough for me. Well, Bulls, you and I are on the exact same page. I want to trade Towns for one first-round pick and one mid-level to higher-end player. Again, we need to lessen that salary a little bit. we got to we got to pay Ant. We're going to have to pay Jaden coming up. Um, I like the core. I hope we can get Nas back. I'm not mad about the loss last night. I think it's fine. Uh, the Wolves underachieved, as everybody kind of saw throughout the year, that this was probably the inevitable ending. And so it is what it is. We're, we're moving on. So can we? let's just move on to our favorite, our favorite topic, yeah. you and I, which is when we talk together, which is hockey. So yep. big play early in the game last night. Uh, Four or five minutes in, Felino gets nailed for a... Uh, two and a half minutes in. Two yep. And a, yep, thanks, sorry. I I missed it, by the way. Missed it live, and then I go back, and Wes Walls, I heard him talking about it. He was just irate about the whole thing. But anyways, big call. Bolson, you know hockey better than any of us. How does a call like that affect the rest of the game? Well, it did. Um, it was two and a half minutes. Marcus Felino, one of our you know, uh, skilled slash tough guys, right? I mean, yep. he's a really hard He's a tough guy. To yep. against. Uh, Erickson Eck is out of the lineup, so Felino's role becomes even better, even bigger for us. And Felino uh, went in to hit, didn't change his path, kind of missed on the shoulder-to-shoulder check, and if anything, the Dallas guy moves, okay? And as the Dallas guy moves, their knees collide, they call a five. Then they go to review it. So my thought is, okay, sweet. They're going to look at it, maybe call it a two because it was such a violent collision, but at least we're not going to have a five. They come back with a five and a game. Awful yeah. call. Let's not forget the interference and the tripping that they, they had against Foligno, um, you know, last game. But here's what I'll say. Nobody can question how poor those calls were. In a five-minute, you know, they scored eight seconds into the power play, and then uh, we killed it off. At that point, it's 1-0, okay? So now there's nine minutes gone in the first period, and it's 1-0. And we still did nothing. Yeah, uh, it was frustrating. You know, they're nine to twenty-two, about forty-one percent on the power play. You know, Everson, you got to change something on your kill. It's obviously not working. Um, we're not scoring goals right now. We're getting some chances. We're not finishing. And uh, but yeah, it, it was a bad call, and it did change part of the game. But in my book, it's no excuse for the loss because you were down one-zero. You know, that was it. Yeah, it's definitely not insurmountable when it's 1-0, even 2-0. You know, they had plenty of chances. Is Ottinger just this good, Bowles? I haven't oh, seen him all well. year. Yeah, he's playing well. He's a you know, Lakeville kid, yep. uh, playing well. Um, you know, what do we say in the hockey playoffs? If your best player, if the best player on the ice can be your goalie, 
I mean, it wasn't that long ago, the L.A. Kings, again, the eighth seed win the cup because Mike Quick got hot. Yep. You know, if you can get a goalie that's hot, it can roll you. Now, I'm not disappointed. You had 24 shots, I believe, last night for Dallas. Well, Gustafson wasn't bad, but, you know, two playoffs, two uh, power play goals. And um, so I'm not super frustrated with how he's been playing, but, you know, Ottinger's been playing great. And we haven't capitalized. We have had some chances. You know, we had Johansson two games ago. We've had, I mean, Steele coming in on a breakaway. Kaprizov had a breakaway and Steele two games ago. We've converted on none of them. Yeah. And matter of fact, it's not even that Ottinger made the save. Last night, Steele, you know, he went forehand or backhand forehand, and it, it turned on edge, jumped his stick, and he didn't even hit the net. Right. So we've had some chances, and we've capitalized on none of them. Obviously going to have to change. We're coming home this week. Or uh, was it Friday? Thursday, yep. Friday? I think it's Friday. So, yeah, we need to win. And then we, we think about the next game after that. Well, Bulls, that's what I last night. I, I wasn't mad about that one either because I'm like, well, we're supposed to lose this game. And, you know, Aches and I were watching it together in the clubhouse. And I, I just said, you know what, it's it's okay. And this was I left it. You know, we closed up shop and I left probably midway through the second period. Uh, but yeah. point being is like, well, we're going to have to take care of business at home. Now all of a sudden you got a game seven. You know, and again, if we don't take care of business at home, well, then we're, we're, we're probably not built right. We're going to have to figure out what we got to do to build better, and we got to give we got to give Curl, oh, sorry, we got to give Curl some help. And I don't know how we're going to do that because even Curl's been a little bit silent. Now, is that something that Dallas is doing, or are we just not finishing? Yeah, no, Dallas. Dallas has uh, definitely. Um, I believe when he's been against their bottom pair, you know, he's had like. I don't know, 16 scoring chances when he's been against the, the people they throw out there all the time, scoring chances go way down. Um, they've done a really nice job on him. Um, I don't think he's got the same exact jump that he had before the injury. Hockey season's a long season. He's you know Everybody's playing banged up at this point. Um, X out, that's a huge deal for us. Erickson X being out of our lineup is a huge it's deal. It's huge. Then you have Felino with an early exit last night. So the result didn't uh, surprise me. I will say after the first penalty, though, we took some really dumb penalties again. We're one of the most penalized teams in the league. Um, we need to uh, to stay out of the box because, you know, they had two more power play goals last night. 41% I know. of the power plays they're scoring on. So we, we need to be a little bit more disciplined team. And so both like see some of that. Bulse isn't league average like in the seventeen to twenty percent for for power plays. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, th- this this is it's an incredible clip that Dallas is scoring on the power play. So if you really don't want him to score like that on the power play, the easiest way to do it is stay out of the box. <laughs> and a couple of the penalties were dumb penalties. You know, trips. It's the you call them the lazy. If if, if you go in hard in the corner, you know, some I, I get some of the effort ones. But the, some of the stick penalties, you know, they're kind of lazy. The trips, the so on. so. I just I think we need to clean it up because obviously we don't have a kill at this point that we could say, uh, you know, we're confident they're going to shut it down. Okay, uh, explain something for the non. I didn't learn this until a couple years ago um, of what last change meant, and it's a, an advantage that the home team gets. Can you explain that to the casual hockey fan? How yeah. being home gives so, you this advantage? Yeah, so last change. So when we throw Kaprizov out on the dot, on the or, you know, in the faceoff, so he he lines up, you know, on the left wing. Uh, the guy goes in to take the draw. We set our people and we're out there. 
the uh, ref has his hands up, and Dallas looks and sees who we have, and they can match up with us. And then after that, the refs put his hands down, nobody can change. You're going. So the only way Kaprizov gets the matchups we like are when they change on the fly. As the action is going up and down in hockey, you're changing on the fly. And so when we're changing on the fly, you know, Kaprizov might get a little bit of time against the uh, defensive pairing or the forward pairing that we like. But when it's a draw and he, he's out there on the draw, uh, Dallas throws their defensive guys that they want out there on him, and they've been very effective. So huge advantage. Yeah, it's funny, though, that I agree that it's massive, but it seems to me that home ice advantage isn't as big in hockey as like as like home field in the NFL or or home right. court in the NBA. It's really it's really odd because that to me is a basketball and football don't get those kind of advantages. That's a huge one. It is. And the the crazy thing about that is is that uh is a big advantage to get last change, but then if you look at in the first round of the playoffs the road teams are dominating. You know, at a, at an incredible clip. And so the road teams are, uh, uh, you know, I, I think it was 11-1 and one in the last 12. The uh, road teams throughout the entire playoffs had won. So um, I was hoping to keep that trend going for the, uh, yeah. uh, the Wild, but it didn't. And now we come to the friendly confines of what will be an energy-filled XL Energy Center. Uh, the, I can't, the atmosphere is going to be unbelievable on Friday. Are you going? And, uh, I am not. Oh. Really yeah thought about it but no I'm, i'll be watching it from from my uh my home well i'm going to give you a terrible take right now and then you can rebut it yeah. you're not saying this but i'm saying it of coaching doesn't really matter then i mean because we overthink these things again if it, if the whole the away teams are winning sometimes maybe we overthink matchups just go out and score doesn't matter who you're against and and come up with stops you just got to be better than the other team how bad is that take well I, I think Dallas has done a heck of a job um, shutting down uh, Kaprizov and, and his mates. I mean, Boldy, you know, has done really nothing. Uh, looks a little True. bit lot. What we liked about Boldy is when Kaprizov went out, Everson said, I love your shot, you need to shoot more. He shot a ton. Uh, doesn't look to have that confidence right now, and he's not shooting the puck much. Uh, Dallas schemes really good, and Dallas has been good defensively. So, yeah, coaching matters uh the power play coach <laughs> for uh, dallas doing a pretty good job yeah he's figured out something power play not great yeah he definitely figured out something okay last question but we're just for the record we're not out of the no at all no 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 actually on paper is exactly where it should be yep we need to win at home on friday and then we're gonna need to go to dallas where let's remember we've already won um and you know, uh, get game seven. So yeah. this, you know, you, you hear, you read Twitter, you hear some of it, and people are like, oh my gosh, this is over, I can't believe it. No, it's not. I mean, we would have liked to win game four. We should have gone up 3-1, and we didn't, but we're actually right back where we should be right now. That's right. Okay, so the panic move in my mind is the start flurry tonight, or I mean on Friday. No chance mm-hmm. Evanson does that, right? Um, I don't know. You know Ooh! started flurrying game two, to be honest. Oh. Uh, so, you know, Gustafson, what, I think he faced 24 shots, gave up three last night, you know, 875-ish, say, percentage. Um, he's, he's been good. I don't think we could say Gustafson is the reason we've lost these games. You know, we, we, we haven't defended the power play well at all. 
and we haven't scored. I mean, right. I don't care how great he played last night. You forget we scored zero goals. It's really hard to win when you don't score. Yeah, I I don't think you can win. I don't think you can win with zero, right? You can't. (laughs) So that's a really good point. And I I just think it's a panic move, Bulls. I don't think, I don't like it. Uh, Last year we made a panic move with Talbot, threw him in a bad spot there. I was okay with game two because, because Gussie went so deep. I mean, he was into the second overtime, 51 shots. Okay, yep. and we stole a win, right? So okay, let's try flower and let's see what happens. Well, it didn't yeah. go. It didn't go well. So it, it didn't. But you know, I, I actually I would continue with Gustafson. Uh, I, I I like how he's been playing. I like his athleticism. I like how he is on his angles. Flurry's that 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 kind of unorthodox goalie that's flopping all over. That by the way is going to the Hall of Fame. Has played in a lot of big games. So I'm not going to question if somebody did go to him because, you know, we have lost a couple in a row. Yeah. So the, the nice thing is we have options, and I like them both. Well, that's good news. Okay, I didn't leave as much time, about two and a half minutes, Bulls. Uh, but okay. big day tomorrow, it's the draft, uh, start of the draft, round one. Yep. Um, tell me what you want the Vikes to do. We got pick 23. We got some things. Just, again, they never are going to do exactly what we want probably, but what do you right. want the Vikings to do? Well, I think it'll be interesting uh, to see uh, what, what goes with the quarterbacks. You know, are, is Hooker going to fall that, you know, the, the uh, athletic quarterback? He's 25, Bolson. He's 25 uh, years old, that Hendon Hooker. Right. But I'm saying, is he going to fall that far? Do we take the best available defensive player? Because the bottom line is uh, we lost to the Giants, not because we couldn't score, because we couldn't stop anyone. Right. And so, um, you know, I really would like – uh, an, an edge rusher. I could use a interior defensive lineman. Uh, we can use a cornerback. And let's not forget, we've just lost the guy who's manned us in the middle with Kendricks leaving. So we're not going to turn on a linebacker either. I go for best available defensive player um, that can help us. And, you know, I live with it because you look at when we took Harrison Smith. You know, we spent a nice pick on him. It, we haven't had many of those 10-year uh, first round picks that just were as good or better than we ever hoped. I'd right. like to find one of those. Okay, so here's where I'm at. I want us to pick the best available defensive player, like you said. And I don't care if it's defensive end, defensive tackle, or linebacker, or cornerback. I do not care. I do care if it's a safety. I think that we got to see what uh, uh, what the rookie last year si- seen or sign. I forget how it's seen. called. Yep. Seen. Bad I want. In England, I want to see how that plays out. Uh, Hunter is still gonna, um, you know, uh, he's gonna still play um, in the secondary. So I, I just want to see us get better on defense. I want to ride out Cousins' contract. I want to try again next year. The quarterback market looks pretty good in the draft a year from now. I, I if they go Hendon Hooker, Bolson, you're gonna, you guys are gonna laugh because my, I'm gonna be throwing stuff. The dude is 25 years old, and I just. I just can't go there. To put it in perspective, Anthony Edwards isn't 22 yet. He's played three years in the NBA. Again, there's a ton of value to that, that now in the next three years, he's still going to be younger than a Hendon Hooker. And it's just, it's invaluable. You need that, you need those years down there. I don't know. I, am I off base on that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see your point. So, I mean, if he sits two or three years like most quarterbacks do, you're saying at best he comes in at 27, 28. Yeah. 
And then if you look at the average lifespan of a uh, a non-Tom Brady quarterback, you don't get many years out of him. No. I can see it. I appreciate it. All right. Um, well, I love you, Bolson. I can't wait to see you later today. It's going to be an awesome day out there at the Eagle Creek. Looks like it's going to be 55 and sunny. Have a good day. All right. That's Sean Bolson, everybody, on our Todd and Friends podcast brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC. We hope you all have an awesome day. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.